0: Local leaders, top stories, the news that matters most to you. The News Drive at 5 with host Patrick Reynolds starts now.
1: Welcome to the News Drive at 5 for Thursday, January 4th, 2024. I am your host, Patrick Reynolds. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday afternoon here on News Talk Radio. 105.9 FM around Lake Norman, 100.7 and 1400 AM in Iredell County. From anywhere on the globe, WSICnews.com and the WSIC socials, Facebook, X, LinkedIn, YouTube. Video feeds there as well as the audio and hello to everybody on their way out of work. Dashing out of the cubicles into the streets, we've got your latest headlines and news for you. Top five at five coming up in a moment. We just heard dollars and cents with Joshua Doby just uh, shortly ago. They had the hour previous to us. It was great to hear Joshua still on the air in an earlier time here at WSIC. I was uh Part of Joshua Doby being brought onto the station and that show first launching. So it's great to see the folks at North Main Financial. Very good partners with the community around Cornelius and Lake Norman, as well as dollars and cents still on the air, going strong. Every Thursday afternoon, 4 to 5 right with you right before news drive at five and we're going to get into our top five at five momentarily i give out the phone number to you 704-873-1400 844 studio four and that line already lighting up caller you are on the air welcome to the news drive at five hello hello hi hello you're on the air I can't hear you. Okay, you are on the air. Can you hear us? Producer Joe is working on it. Okay. Could you call back, please? If you can hear me, could you call back, please? We would love to talk to the audience. Okay, the call has been dropped. Hopefully she calls back in. I'll tell you who that might be. I'll inform the audience right now. Uh, possibly a call from ICATS. We are looking, as the News Drive at 5 just debuted a mere Tuesday of this week, as with our Thursday broadcast here. So right at 5 o'clock, we thought it would be very valuable to our listeners and our audience with obvious traffic updates. As you guys are in the car coming home from around uh, Lake Norman, heading south, or even out of the uptown coming up north to the lake in Iredell County, we would love to give you guys a traffic update every day on your commute home. So hopefully, iCats will be a regular feature here on the News Drive at 5, and we will try it again. The phone is ringing again. Let's see if we can patch them through. Hello, caller. You are on the air at the News Drive at 5.
2: Hi, this is Yolanda. How are
1: you today? Yolanda, good afternoon. How are you? We're doing very well. Thank you for calling in.
2: Thank you. Um, I am an ICANN driver. How, how, how are you today?
1: We're doing very well. We're giving our audience up to speed with the news drive at 5 and the headlines of the day. Uh, what do you have for us as far as the traffic? We're at the studio in Statesville, so a lot of folks are up and down I-77 coming out of Uptown. Do you have a traffic update for us?
2: Yes, I'm coming out of Uptown. Coming into Uptown right now, 77 north and south are open. Traffic is a little congested on the uh, northbound side, but it's still moving very perfectly.
1: Fantastic. Very good news to hear that I-77 is running smoothly. Have you had any reports on any of the side roads, anything around the lake or leading uh, out of North Mecklenburg County?
2: Well, as you know, the lake traffic can be a little bit bumper to bumper. A little bit. So that's what's <laughs> going on. <laughs> that's what's going on there on both sides, north and.
1: Okay. Well, we wish everybody a speedy and safe ride home. You're coming out of Uptown right now, Yolanda. Is that where you are?
2: Yes, I am.
1: Okay, and where are you heading to? I
2: am heading back up to Statesville.
1: Okay. So very good commute for a lot of our audience. Thank you so much for giving us a few moments of your time. Uh, I We anticipate, or hopefully, we will be talking to you on a regular basis here uh, on, the, on the drive home. Yes,
2: sir, you will. Well, yes, fantastic. Sir,
1: will. Very first report of traffic, Yolanda with iCats. We appreciate your time, and thank you so much for the call. We will talk to you again tomorrow, Friday, the rush hour. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. Safe travels, Yolanda. appreciate her checking in with us with iCats. And uh, traffic looking smooth at the moment at uh, 5.11 p.m. Eastern time. That is good news with everybody getting out of work at four, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, and hitting the highway in Interstate 77 at this moment. Free and clear. C- Naturally, there's uh, plenty of cars out there, but rolling smoothly. That's good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, Hopefully, everybody continues, has a very, very safe ride home. Let's jump back into the top five at five today. The news headlines that we will cover for you. The North Carolina Health Department is urging testing and early treatment for any mild respiratory symptoms. We will update two criminal stories from earlier this week. The town of Cornelius is growing And transforming, we remember Ed Crutchfield of Davidson College. And big question, will we see snow this weekend? Yeah, snow here in the South sometimes can be a four-letter word, but uh, always adds for a lot of excitement, especially with so many transplanted uh, folks from where we get lots of other snow, more serious winters, but even to the locals here, uh, a little bit of snow is a lot, and it all impacts us, Differently, we'll keep you up to date on the weather, we'll keep you up to date on the traffic, keep you up to date on your headlines. Now, the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services on Wednesday updated its weekly Respiratory Virus Summary Dashboard, which shows high volumes of people being seen in hospital emergency departments with respiratory illness symptoms across the state. NCD HHS is urging people to get tested and seek treatment early to prevent severe illness. People with mild symptoms should seek testing and treatment from their regular health care provider, urgent care, or a telehealth provider instead of going to the emergency department during this spike in COVID-19, flu, RSV, and other respiratory illnesses. Many hospitals have taken proactive actions in response to the increases in the emergency department visits and to reduce further transmission of these respiratory illnesses. Uh, Dr. Elizabeth Tilson, a state health director and chief medical officer, As quoted, we are approaching the peak of of winter virus season and encourage people to get tested early and seek treatment as soon as they begin to develop symptoms. Don't wait to seek treatment if you test positive for the flu or COVID-19 as treatments can help prevent severe illness, especially for those who are high risk or serious complications based on their age or medical conditions. So if you begin to experience even mild symptoms, please seek testing and medical care from your regular health care provider, urgent care, or telehealth provider instead of going to the emergency department. Treatments are available by by prescription for both flu and COVID-19 and can help prevent severe illness and lower your risk of hospitalization. Early testing and treatment will also help ease the strain on hospital systems across the state. You can find uh, more info in the NCDHHS COVID-19 Website. And that is the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services Department. Like myself, uh, I'm a dad. I have kids. We put on the cape, the boots, and the utility belt and think we're superheroes. We don't have time to get sick, especially moms, grandparents. We're watching these kids, we're out for them. We make ourselves very, very strong. However, they're urging you, the health department is urging you, don't wait till your symptoms get worse. Get treatment, get diagnosis early, even if they are mild. You are listening to the News Drive at 5. I'm Patrick Reynolds. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5 here on WSIC News Talk Radio. I'm Patrick Reynolds, taking you home on this 5 o'clock hour. Thank you for spending your afternoon with us. An update from a story that we covered yesterday. Three juveniles have been apprehended and detained in connection with the robbery of a Statesville grocery store following a multi-agency investigation. The Statesville Police Department announced Thursday that two 16-year-olds and one 17-year-old have been taken into custody. Now, the Statesville Police Department personnel executed a search warrant at the Charles Street residence and found evidence linking the suspects to a series of break-ins of businesses in Statesville, according to the news release. Now, during interviews conducted with individuals at the Charles Street residence, investigators identified one of the suspects involved in the robbery of the Statesville food Lion. Later on Wednesday, the Statesville Police Department was informed that the vehicle used in the Food Lion robbery had been stopped by the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department following a brief vehicle pursuit. Three suspects were apprehended by CMPD officers. They were traveling in a 2018 Hyundai Elantra that had been reported stolen during a breaking and entering at a Dunkin' Donuts in Troutman in late December. Statesville and Mooresville investigators traveled to Charlotte to interview the three suspects. The three juveniles were positively linked to the robbery at Food Lion based on the clothing they were wearing at the time of the incident. During questioning, one of the suspects confessed to being involved in 10 restaurant break-ins in Statesville, as well as 10 similar incidents in Mooresville. The crime spree spanned from December 24th to January the 3rd. The Department of Juvenile Justice was contacted and secure custody orders were obtained for all three juveniles. The juveniles were transported to the Alexander County Juvenile Detention Center where they await proceedings. Two of them are from Charlotte and one is from Statesville. The Statesville Police Department expressed its gratitude to the Mooresville Police Department, Troutman Police Department, and the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department for their assistance in the investigation. We covered uh, two stories there for you yesterday with the... uh, the Car theft at Dunkin' Donuts in Troutman, as well as the robbery at the food line here in Statesville. Turns out they were connected. They were the same folks. They stole the car, then used that car to commit the robbery later on in Statesville, as well as others around the area in Statesville and Mooresville. A synagogue in Davidson was evacuated Wednesday morning, and a nearby K-8 school was placed on lockdown after someone emailed an anonymous bomb threat to temple staff. The staff uh, received the threat around 11.30 a.m. Some 33 different organizations were listed as recipients on the email. Staff evacuated the temple, notified the police, and searched the building with K-9 canine, canine, uh, officers. The precaution and nearby Davidson K-8 school were placed on lockdown. Uh, the temple also received a s- submission through its website Wednesday morning that said explosives had been placed inside the state capitol. The message appeared to be one of several threats to state capitals around the country on Wednesday. The temple had received a similar anonymous threat in October. Uh, In October a 64 year old man was arrested by the FBI for making a threat to the Jewish Federation of Greater Charlotte. Jeffrey Hobgood pleaded guilty in that case, police in Davidson are investigating uh, that anonymous bomb threat made Wednesday. In a statement from the town of Davidson, and we have another update on a criminal case that we talked about yesterday and earlier this week on the News Drive at five. The owner of a local travel agency faces six felony charges in connection with a scheme to defraud a group of seniors following an investigation by the Aradale County Sheriff's Office. Charles Eric Johnson, 43, of Statesville, faces six six counts of obtaining property by false pretenses. Sheriff Darren Campbell announced his arrest in a news release. The Aridale County Sheriff's Office began investigating on July 26, 2023, after an 83-year-old woman reported that she and other seniors had been scammed after booking an Alaskan cruise through a travel agency located in Statesville. One day before the scheduled departure date, the owner of the travel agency canceled the trip, Due to personal reasons, the woman said, and the owner refused to issue an immediate refund. The case was assigned to Detective Jay Roberts, who was assigned to the ICSO Economic Crimes Unit. During the investigation, the detective identified Charles Johnson as the owner of Carolina Blue Tours. Throughout the investigation, additional victims were identified and interviewed. The detective determined that Johnson had taken payments in excess of $25 thousand dollars from all of the involved individuals search warrants were obtained for johnson's financial records as well as his company's account history with royal caribbean the cruise line hosting the alaskan cruise upon reviewing and receiving johnson's financial records detective roberts discovered that the suspect had been transferring business funds into his personal accounts and funding personal trips from his business accounts The investigation also revealed that Johnson had knowingly filed a fraudulent dispute with his financial institution in which he denied taking a personal trip to New York, which led him to receive approximately $4,000 as a result of a fraudulent dispute. During a review of Johnson's account history with Royal Caribbean Cruise Line, the detective determined Johnson had never booked reservations for all of the victims who had paid for the Alaskan cruise. The detectives also determined that Johnson went on the cruise himself after informing all the victims that the cruise had been canceled. As a result of the investigation, Johnson was arrested on December the 19th, transported to the Iredell County Detention Center. Magistrate Chambers set his bond at $6,000. We discussed this case yesterday uh, with the Iredell County Sheriff's Office. Uh, We want to thank Captain Matt that came back to the studio yesterday after being part of Good, Bad, and the Guilty, which airs every Wednesday here at WSIC. We covered this story yesterday as well as other criminal activity, and the Sheriff's Office was nice enough to come back. We appreciate their input and insight on these criminal matters, Uh, that we covered earlier this week got an update from them is good to see Uh, Cornelius today uh, marking a one year anniversary of the Kane Center we talked about this earlier in the week as well Something we want to get into a little bit here. As downtown Cornelius is growing but is also transforming, we talked about the Kane Center of the Arts Building, which held its literal one-year anniversary ribbon-cutting as of, I believe, yesterday's date. And are planning a one-year gala this Saturday night as well uh, at the brand-new Kane Center on East Catawba Avenue. There will be a first-anniversary gala yeah, Saturday evening. Broadway great Mandy Gonzalez is the featured performer. Tickets are on sale. And it's about a 400-seat theater. If you have not been to it, their efforts to bring uptown Charlotte to downtown Cornelius, very successful. This has sparked a transformation, and that word was used uh, at the Cornelius Times. We'll credit them with the verbiage on this. And posting online, well, folks tend to chime in and share their opinions. Uh, and the word transformation kind of got under the skin of one of the residents in Cornelius as the, the town is growing, East is growing, Main Street's growing, and it's also being transformed from an old-town configuration to new, much new, much more modern. Quote by a reader from the Cornelius Times, a politician or someone who knows how to exaggerate had to have written this. Transformed? Question mark. Well, okay. It now is one big traffic jam of an area to be made worse with the forthcoming future developments. Once against, Cornelius allows overdevelopment without road improvements first. The city, as usual, will accept zero blame for this. Bottom line is Cornelius has gone only where fools dare to go. Now, this is a topic of development, keeping up with society keeping up with the needs of a town development is good we pretty much most people agree on what we disagree on is the how there's lots of different opinions on that and we did uh, talk to this again with the Iredell County Sheriff's Office yesterday how they keep up with the demands of a growing population here in Iredell County uh, Mecklenburg County as well Charlotte the state of North Carolina overall and how to do that and not only just what to do as far as infrastructure, theaters, things to do, entertainment. You get involved with roads, parking. And the leading complaint from where I've seen around uh, Troutman, Mooresville, Cornelius, is the development occurs on the grounds and the real estate and the property before the roads and the parking happen. They catch up to it and are extremely delayed. Longtime residents of Mooresville, Huntersville, Cornelius can testify to this. Now, there's uh, worthwhile to point out and have the opinion of why are the roads not kept up with the development of town. That has been probably the number one topic that came up, especially in the election recently in Cornelius. Uh, I think just about everybody's complaint was, yes, development. And as a, someone told me years ago, we lived in a small town in Connecticut where I grew up. We had a population of about 2,500 in a neighboring town, not where I lived, but the next one over. And his quote was, former boss of mine said, Everybody wants to be the last person to move into town. Correct. North Carolina is a beautiful state. I wanted to move in and, yeah, shut the gates behind me. I didn't want anyone else to come in here. That can't be done Uh all these towns are facing the same things as so many small towns do. They people come out of larger cities or larger areas, different areas for that, come into the small town, come into the country, come into the world. want to enjoy it, which they do, but how do you balance that? Develop streets, roads, traffic, as well as Aradale County Sheriff's Office, fire, teachers, schools, all that. It goes with us. Those are what our elections are all about. We've got more headlines for you. You're listening to the News Drive at 5. I'm Patrick Reynolds. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5, taking you home on this Thursday afternoon, January 4th. I am Patrick Reynolds. Thank you so much for tuning in to WSIC News and the News Drive at 5. The CATS system is seeking some public input for transit shelter design. Yes, Charlotte Area Transit Center is designing the next generation of bus shelters, and they want to hear from you. Through the Envision My Ride Priority Study, CATS developed a bus stop improvement plan, which includes the following. There's more bus stop amenities, system-wide including shelters, lighting, and wayfinding information, bus stop design improvements to ensure that stops are accessible to all users, and mobility hubs or enhanced transit stops to improve transfer connections between buses and other modes of travel, such as rideshare programs and bicycles. Uh, The survey will collect input from community members to help inform the design of new bus shelters That will be installed system-wide. This new shelter design will also incorporate art glass to help improve the overall look and feel of the bus stop. If you'd like to chime in and let your voice be heard, head to the CATS website right now. Complete the survey. They are taking opinions from you They'd like to hear what's going on, what you think of the next round of bus shelter developments. Now, the town of Mooresville will honor the legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. with a peace walk and days of service. The days of service upcoming next week, January 11th, 12th, and 13th. Also in the celebration, they will have a talent show. Uh, Kids of all ages are encouraged to take part of the talent show on January 13th at the Charles Mack Center. The talent show is free to attend. Refreshments will be served and to enter the talent show head to mooresville now the peace walk for mlk junior will be january 15th at 9 30 a.m near the charles mack citizen center all residents business owners are and visitors are welcome to join the peace walk ed crutchfield of the davidson college class of 1963 passed away on january the second in vero beach florida he served as a chair of Davidson College's Board of Trustees from 2000 until 2003. Crutchfield, who was age 32, became the youngest president of a major U.S. bank, which was First Union at the time, played a pivotal role in shaping Charlotte, North Carolina as a banking center. First Union became Wachovia, and Wachovia now is Wells Fargo. While Crutchfield was Davidson's board chair, the college launched the highly successful Let Learning Be Cherished campaign, which shattered previous fundraising goals and resulted in over 150. 50 new scholarships, including the college's signature program, the John M. Belk Scholars Program, 15 faculty endowments, and 10 new or nearly renovated facilities. He had determined energy, tempered his receptiveness to advice and new ideas. That made him a force for change. He also valued his community and contributed in ways large and small, whether through the, his role at First Union or kind gestures and words of thank. Crutchfield turned First Union into a major national finances service firm. The bank's assets under his leadership grew incredibly, $5 billion to more than $250 billion at the time of his retirement in March of 2001. Now, First Union, under Crutchfield, made headlines for innovations in banking, but also for novel nationally recognized community service initiatives. Crutchfield established the Excellence in Education program through which employees were allowed paid time each month to participate in public school Teaching efforts. The company was recognized with a Point of Light Award in 1999 for excellence in education and its sponsorship of the Reading First Literacy Program. In addition to leading the Board of Trustees, Crutchfield served in virtually every volunteer capacity for Davidson over the years. He was president of Charlotte Alumni Chapter, an annual fund class agent, chair of the annual Fund Leadership Council, a member of the John M. Belk Scholarship Advisory Council, and as a trustee for 16 years. Crutchfield and his wife Barbara established the Crutchfield Family Scholarship, making making a Davidson education possible for talented scholar athletes. We talked earlier about potential, we raised the question of potential winter weather having this way. And we received word that we will be visited by meteorologist Chase Myers in the final segment of the News Drive at 5 to give you an update on the potential for winter weather. What it looks like right now is that we have rain coming in on Friday evening. The temperature can drop cold enough to below freezing. So we all could wake up Saturday morning to potential freezing precipitation, possible winter weather, whether that be snow ice or what have you. We're going to have some answers coming right up as Chase Myers will join us. uh, meteorologist out of Charlotte. So we, updated you earlier on the criminal cases uh, that we talked about earlier this week, and it's part of the show, the News Drive at 5, to keep you connected to the community. And we want to cover the headlines, but we're certainly not going to just hit them and move on. Some stories will naturally evolve like that organically, where that is the story. You can put a period or a bow on it, what have you, and move on. Uh, These criminal investigations that are taking place within the community, we want to keep everybody safe and well-informed of what is happening, from North Charlotte all all the way up to Iredell County to the west side of the lake in Denver and Lincolnton. So if cases like this are under investigation and new information is shared, We will certainly share it with you. We did that today uh, thanks to the Statesville Police Department as well as the Iredell County Sheriff's Department and Darren Campbell. We appreciate the information that they've given us here at WSIC News. Their show, which we've talked about a lot this week, uh, The Good, the Bad, and the Guilty, airs on Wednesday afternoons from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. right here on the WSIC Families. So there's not just... One way to keep in touch with all this with the News Drive at 5, you can catch their show with the Sheriff's Department right here in the Statesville studios of WSIC, and they'll keep you up to date on what they're doing and also why. Some behind-the-scenes look, we had an officer that won an award yesterday that was just fantastic to see, but to have them use our studios and honor WSIC is using uh, our studios and our show as a platform where they can salute the officers that are doing a good job and keeping us all safe. Uh, I'll say police officers, that's a tough, tough, tough job. And I three toughs in that sentence is not enough. Um, one... I guess mistake or judgment. They're always under pressure and that can become national headlines when you just, you know, you make an error like that, which happens. Everybody is human. Uh, but I know in myself, just in the radio world and, uh, the presentation of being on stage, being on a microphone, being in front of a crowd, I can make one error and the consequences are a lot, lot less than what a police officer does. So the pressure that they are under every day, uh, and, amazing work that they do for the community and getting to know them the sheriffs the chiefs in the local area they do a fantastic job with our community keeping us safe looking out for one another we got to look out for each other and they look out for the rest of us Uh, keep us good and safe and take care of us so thank you for your information and keeping us updated on these stories that we covered earlier this week and we'll follow these into tomorrow if there's any new developments the news drive at 5 we'll keep you up to date as well into next week that is going to be a pattern of the shows. Keep following, keep researching, and keep you up to date. So, we'd hate for you to call in and ever say, Hey, whatever happened to? We know what happened to. We don't want you to ask that. However, we would like you to call in anytime. We're coming up on another break, but if you want to hop on the phone lines, 704 873 1400, get you right in here at the Statesville studio. We have meteorologist Chase Myers coming up after the break. We're going to talk about this potential. Winter weather, maybe, maybe not. Rain, ice, snow, what's going on? We're not sure either. That's why we have a meteorologist coming in. And yes, he does not study meteors. It's good with the weather. Uh, Chase has probably heard that joke way too much, so I'll be tempted to not say that when he comes in. But looking forward to talking to him on the other side of the break. You are listening to the News Drive at 5 here at WSIC News Talk. I'm Patrick Reynolds. We'll be back right after this. Welcome to back to the News Drive at 5 here at WSIC News Talk Radio. And we just heard him during the break with the weather report. Now he joins us live on the phone from the Carolina Weather Group. Chase Myers is on the line. Hello, Chase. Hey, good evening, guys. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. Thank you so much for spending a few uh, minutes with us here at WSIC.
3: Absolutely. You know, we started the, uh, the new year and weather is kind of already keeping us on our toes uh, and it looks like it will be for the next little while too. So um, this may not be the first time that we that we chat <laughs> a little extra here in the, in the new year.
1: That's fine with us. I'm, a, I'm one of the northerners that is transplanted down here to the south. I do not miss the snow and cold weather at all. I love these mild times, but even occasionally North Carolina still gets a winter blast and it sounds like we may have one coming our way soon.
3: Well, I know if you're from the north, you're probably laughing at all of us down here.
1: <laughs> no, not really. I, actually, I, I laugh back at where I came from because uh, we all get four-wheel drives and we all go out in this stuff. And in the south, we kind of just stay in and take the snow day. And I'll admit, <laughs> I did get into my snow days back. I'm for that. I'm on Team South. I'm a, I'm not, I tell people I'm not a Yankee. I'm a northerner. I came down here. I didn't want to change a thing. I wanted to blend in and be like you guys. And I, I love how the south does things. I'm at home here. Oh, wonderful, wonderful! Yeah,
3: so let's talk a little bit about Saturday. Sure, um, that's kind of what has our focus here, um, and I'll kind of preface this: so we have at least talked a lot, uh, and and your listeners and and folks have probably heard it a lot over the last couple of months about us having a El Nino winter mm-hmm. or being in an El Nino weather pattern this winter. Uh, and so what does that really mean? Well, you're starting to see the effect of that really right now as that kind of takes shape. And what that really does is while, yes, it may give us extra moisture, gives us more storm chances, it doesn't always mean snow here uh, this time of year because, right, the weather, the, uh, the moisture is only one part of the equation. Right. The cold air is kind of your second part. Um, and so, so what we're going to see and what we're already seeing is uh, sort of a period of an active weather, meaning every three to five days we're going to be having at least some sort of system to talk about. So the first one really for the week was yesterday, and it kind of moved by without a lot of fanfare. It's what gave us extra clouds yesterday. Mm -hmm. Now the second system is on the way for Saturday, and then when that's out of here, we'll have another one to talk about. Uh, on the way for Tuesday. Uh but of course Saturday does have our focus right now. Uh it does look like we're going to have a pretty uh stopping cold wet uh storm that moves through the area mainly Saturday and then it's in and out of here pretty quickly. So that's the good news. So let me tell you what we can expect here. Um you'll notice the clouds increasing tomorrow. Uh we'll start with sunshine as we work our way through the day, you'll sort of notice the clouds thickening up. And then the beginning of the event, if you will, really starts in the overnight hours and into early Saturday morning. So um One way we can sort of teach about weather and you kind of think about the atmosphere is think about it as a a sponge, like a brand-new sponge. And if you pull it out of the pack and you run it under the water, you know, the water doesn't immediately start running out of the sponge. It takes a little while for it to saturate. The atmosphere works the same way. And so in regards to this ahead of our system, we're going to have really dry air in place. So even though if you wake up in the middle of the night on Saturday, early Saturday morning, you may look at the radar on your phone and say, man, it's really raining. But a lot of that actually won't be reaching the ground at first. So we sort of have to saturate the air, if you will. And typically when we do that, when we have cold, dry air in place, a lot of times when we cool it down and moisten it up, we can actually start these events with a little bit of sleet. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't even rule out a little bit of sleet or a couple of sleep pellets falling very early Saturday morning, of course, before sunrise. Then our temperatures are really going to be pretty marginally cold and what i mean by that is we're sort of going to be teetering on the line of freezing or just below it um and so that's why i can't say that you know hey some freezing rain is a guarantee and you're going to have slick railings and slick steps when you wake up that's not a guarantee um if you look sort of in the piedmont triad of north carolina that's where you know if you break breaking down Greensboro, winston and salem high point those areas It's possible to see, you know, a light glaze early Saturday morning. The better chance of that, though, is going to be north and west. So you talk about Statesville, talk about the Lake Norman area. The further south you are, the better likelihood that you're just going to have cold rain. Mm -hmm. You know, if you move up a little closer to Hickory, uh, move up toward Morganton and those areas, then those folks in the foothills are likely going to have a better chance of getting some light icing early Saturday morning. Um, This is not going to be a huge winter weather event by any means. It's kind of one of those deals of, hey, you may get a couple of hours of freezing rain, mainly 5 a.m. up until about 10 or 11 Mm a.m., and it may make for some slick spots on elevated surfaces. So, you know, that would be like the car hood, the car handle, railings, steps, that kind of thing, and maybe even some slick bridges early Saturday morning. But this is going to transition really to just a cold rain through the middle of the day, and the trends here over the last 48 hours have been to speed this thing up. So it does a couple things for us. One, it dries us out a little bit quicker. I do think we're done with any kind of rain really by about five or six o'clock at the latest. I think on Saturday after Saturday evening. So we're going to be drying it out Saturday night, heading into Sunday. Uh, the also the other thing it does for us is that it lowers our rain totals and and our um, sort of our rain potential here. So I think generally half an inch to maybe three quarters of an inch of rain is going to be possible, uh, likely for our area um, down toward Lake Norman, you know, uh, up to Statesville, up into the foothills. And that's just fine. You know, it was a month ago we were talking about being in a drought and now we have, you know, well, you know, moved past that. We've really fixed that problem. So at this point now, if we get any more than that, I would be concerned about a little bit of flash flooding. I think that's sort of a little further down the road with that second system I mentioned earlier for Tuesday. Uh, but bottom line, this is going to be a cold rain for Saturday, starting out with a brief period of, of, of freezing rain, possible some light icing again, better chance higher up in elevation. You go up into the foothills uh, and then just an afternoon, of really cold rain Kind of kind of be a mess. So mm-hmm. I'd say it's a good day to maybe stick it inside, make some chili. Throw <laughs> cheese, you know. Sit by the fire, you know. Maybe, put, maybe put up the Christmas decorations. Just do something indoors on Saturday. Uh, by Sunday, the sunshine's back. It's just, it's just that easy and that quick.
1: Mm-hmm. It sounds timeline-wise. If anybody has plans Friday night, there's really no worry about that. They should continue on and enjoy their evening.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. Friday's just another Friday's another great day of weather. You know, plenty of sunshine through the day. You know, if you don't mind a few, a few extra clouds in the afternoon and evening you're going to be dry all the way through Friday evening.
1: Okay. And can you give us a sneak peek after Sunday we get into, as you mentioned, possibly Tuesday, the next one? Too soon to tell what that would look like? Or could you give us a little teaser as to what what we might be sure. looking at?
3: Yeah. So, you know, like I said, a lot of people want to uh, attribute any kind of moisture to snow uh, in the in the month of January for, for some reason. Uh, but that's not the case here. And, in fact, we're going to warm up a little bit. Uh, you know, we've had, had sort of a chilly start here to the new year. We're going to stay chilly. You know, we're in the mid 40s tomorrow. Uh, This rain on Saturday is really going to be raw. So temperatures are going to be in the upper 30s to near 40. That's about it. So it's really a cold topping rain by Sunday and Monday. We're back to highs in the upper 40s and sunshine Tuesday, though, just ahead of the system. I think we'll warm up into the mid, maybe even upper 50s in some cases. Um, So as this moves in. It's really too warm for anything other than rain, but it does look like it'll be a stopping wet system. So with Tuesday's weather system, uh, breezy and wet, and I I really could foresee somewhere between Tuesday and Wednesday picking up around two inches, if not a little more than that, of rain, at least the way it looks now. Of course, a couple of days out, things can and will change to some degree, and and when we're in kind of this weather pattern, the best thing to do is take those systems one at a time. So, uh, you know, we got one through here yesterday, Two on the way for Saturday, and once that leaves us Saturday night into Sunday, we'll turn our focus to Tuesday. Uh, but that really just looks like a, a rainy system to me. And honestly, if you really break it down, the setup lends itself to a little more of possibly having a thunderstorm chance on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I think that's low right now, but the way it looks, Tuesday is really just going to be a, a wet and um, just sort of a, a dreary day.
1: New Year is certainly keeping the Carolina Weather Group busy. Thank you, Chase. <laughs> appreciate the uh appreciate the updates and keeping us informed, but glad to keep you busy. Keep running down there.
3: Oh, uh, thanks, guys. Patrick and Joe, appreciate you guys. Hope you have a great rest of your show. Uh happy new year. And I know we'll be talking again soon.
1: Happy New Year. We'll talk again soon. Thanks so much, Chase. Thanks. Have a good night. Chase Myers, everybody from the Carolina Weather Group joining us a little bit. It's, A little bit of rain coming in on Saturday, cold weather. Looks like a very good day to put your Christmas decorations away, like he said. Maybe some chili soup and some movies of the day. We are coming up at the top of the hour of the News Drive at 5. Don't go anywhere, because at 6 p.m. Eastern time, we've got the scoreboard with Joe Berg here, and he has got a very, very short commute to work as he is across the table. The audio engineer here on News Drive at 5. Joe, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing wonderful. It's a
0: beautiful day out there, as Chase was just telling
1: us. Yes. Beautiful day. We got weather. For now. For now. Tomorrow will be great. Saturday, yes, we'll be inside on that. Now, Uh, the scoreboard coming up in just moments away. Got the sports update with you. What do you got? What are you looking at for us We got a couple
0: of things. So, this actually, for me, I will not be here on Friday. So, we will be previewing the final week of the NFL regular season. We'll be going over playoff scenarios, who's in, who's already out. Panthers need a miracle. They're not making it in. (laughs) We also have, from the NFL also, starting, well, not starting, we have the rosters for the Pro Bowl coming up Hmm. later this year. So we'll go over that as well. And as always, we're going to touch on the high school basketball scene.
1: You educated me a lot last night with uh, David Tepper. His Mm. fine. But the playoff picture in the NFL is about as wild card-ish as I can remember with the amount of teams that could go in or go out. It is.
0: Yeah, there are still 20 teams that can win the Lombardi this year. Only 12 teams so far have been eliminated. That's the most still in contention in the final week of the season in over 10 years. So it's going to be an exciting final week.
1: Didn't know if it was an all-time record, but certainly in recent memory. that's Recent quite a, memory, yeah, it's up there. Quite a little bit. So, yeah, good scoreboard with Joe Berg coming up shortly right after the News Drive at 5. We're getting ready to get out of here tonight. We thank you so much for joining us. We have... Uh, Scoreboard coming up, like I said. We'll be back tomorrow, Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern time, with your headlines heading into the weekend. As always, feel free to call during the show to join the conversation. This has been the News Drive at 5. I'm Patrick Reynolds. You have been the best audience on Lake Norman, Charlotte, and Iredell County. Have a good night, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow.